welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where now, here's Frank, Scott, Chris, and Adam. I'm not sure it matters where the Blue Jays are playing in 2021 because their lineup is absolutely stacked. Welcome to an emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball Today, recording late night on Tuesday, January 19th. Frank Stamflin, Scott White here to talk about George Springer signing a six-year, $150 million deal to join a Blue Jays lineup that already included Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel, Roddy Telez, Randall Grichuk, and of course, their awesome catcher duo of Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk, one of the most consistent bats in the league, Scott George Springer, since 2016, 138 home runs, that is ninth among all hitters, 463 runs scored during that span, that is fourth among hitters, your instant reaction to Springer joining the Blue Jays. Well, I think I agree that it becomes a, a it, it's already a good lineup and it becomes potentially a great one with this. The thing about the Blue Jays lineup, though, is that for all the potential that's there, it's it's not especially proven either. And that's especially true among the outfield crop. So George Springer, he adds playoff experience and he adds that consistency you're talking about. He adds some assurance to a group that, uh, you know, includes Randall Gritchick, who's been very hot and cold throughout his career. It includes Teoscar Hernandez, who was maybe the most surprising hitter in baseball last year. He, he uh, wouldn't be, he, he kind of elevated himself out of mediocrity in the shortest season on record. So nobody really knows what to make of it. Uh, that That's not to say that, those guys don't have a lineup spot now. There's there's room for all of them. Uh, uh, Teoscar Hernandez, Randall Grichik, George Springer, of course, and um, Lourdes Gurriel, the four of them, probably a bit of a carousel between the outfield and, and DH. But if Hernandez or Grichik slips up, uh, they're not going to have as much leash as they did before. And I, so I, you know, that 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 kind of makes it harder to invest in them, but you know, it obviously not moving them down my rankings really. Yeah. So for Springer, I uh, mentioned the consistency: top fifteen outfielder in head-to-head points each of the past two seasons, a top twenty outfielder in Roto during that time as well. Uh, if you just look at 20, 2020 alone, he got off to a bit of a slow start. He had this wrist injury he was dealing with, uh, but September first on his final twenty-five games, a three sixteen batting average, an OPS over a thousand for Springer during that span, and of course, just coming off that massive twenty nineteen season, Scott, which really looked like it was going to be. A career year, and it still might be. Um, Statcast numbers really, really supported a lot of what he did in 2019 and carried that over into 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. He only hit 265 with a 540 slug, but the XBA, the expected batting average, 294 for Springer, expected slug, 570. So I still think that there is a lot to like here with George Springer. Uh, of course, the ADP, 55.7. He is the 15th outfielder off the board right now. You have him as your number 10 outfielder in head-to-head points and number 11 outfielder in Roto. So it seems like you might get a good amount of George Springer if he remains in this ADP range. Well, that hasn't been happening so far, mm. but, but maybe, 
maybe I'm, maybe I'm higher on Springer than the consensus. I mean, I, I, I see what you see with the stat cast numbers last year, like the big jump came in 2019 and it sustained in 2020, even, even though he got off to that slow start. I mean, basically all season, he was right up to, to what the final numbers ended up being Springer underachieved his expected production and, you know, dealing with a wrist injury for part of the season may have had something to do with it, but he looks like uh, one of the surest studs you'll find at the outfield. Doesn't, doesn't run much at all anymore. He never ran that much. Um, but obviously that, that holds back uh, that, that, that takes some of the sizzle away in five by five leagues, but still really solid pick in the in the early rounds and you know that goes for points leagues as well yeah i think you can make the argument that uh, he can be the eighth outfielder off the board in a points league right behind bryce harper and cody bellinger but i think he's in that similar range as marcelo zuna and whit merrifield so uh yeah whether it's the fourth round i think he probably moves up a little bit now that people know where he's going to be playing in 2021 you mentioned the speed and the steals they haven't necessarily been there it, it kind of stinks because we, we, you know, we saw him, what he did in the minors and uh, same thing kind of happened with Jock Peterson where they ran, they ran so much in the minors and it just never happened. He's joining a team now. The Blue Jays were ninth in steals this past season. The Houston Astros were 20th. Uh, roster resource as of now expects George Springer to lead off. I guess there's a possibility that can change, but he is one of the best leadoff hitters in the game. So uh, do you, is there a chance you see the steals come up now that he joins the Blue Jays? There's a chance, but... I mean, I'm not, I'm not factoring that into my assessment of him at all. Like he hasn't shown that, uh, he hasn't shown that in any real quantity. And and I understand that's kind of the Astros organizational philosophy, but like this far into his career, I feel like I need to have seen more than I've seen in that area for me to project that onto him. I think that's fair. You can't project it if we haven't necessarily seen it. Um, but a change of scenery, maybe that can help George Springer run a little bit more in the base paths. According to StatCast, 82nd percentile in sprint speed for George Springer, uh, 31 years old, but still one of the premier athletes in the game. I just kind of want to I want to ask, Scott, what do you think this does to the rest of the lineup, the rest of the hitters around here, Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., are you going to be moving any of these guys up? I do wonder... If Bichette moves down in in the lineup and he's batting third, can we see the steals drop for him now that he's in the middle of the order? It's possible, um, but it's also possible everybody just moves down a spot, right, to to fit Springer in there at the top, which is which is where he batted most of the time with Houston. So we're we're kind of assuming that much, but it makes sense. He's he's proven in that spot. Uh, so if everybody moves down a spot, I mean, just the fact that Biggio is, if, if he is batting third versus second, like it's still the same guys behind him. So I don't know that practically speaking, it changes much of anything. Yeah, I, I don't see much incentive to really shift anyone, to, to really approach anyone else in this lineup differently in in fantasy. Um. You know, it might it might actually hurt Alejandro Kirk's value a little bit because now you might have there there was more potential for him to get some of the bats at DH than there is now, right? Yep. And he's he's probably just a split role behind the plate with Danny Jansen unless one of them emerges as as more regular as deserving more regular bats. 
But, you know, as things stand with that split role, neither being especially proven, you know, they're, they're both outside my top 15 at the position and not worth drafting in a one catcher league. All right, Scott, I'm going to just ask you Springer versus a few names that are going ahead of him. Springer versus Aaron Judge, who would you rather have? I would rather have Springer. Springer versus Starling Marte. I'd rather have... Uh, mm, I think I'd rather have Marte if, if we're just talking a five-by-five league in the steals. The need for steals there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'll take Marte in Roto. I'll take Springer in head-to-head points. Marcel Ozuna, who still has not found a home, uh, might be waiting to see if there is a DH in the National League, which also might have influenced Springer's decision not to go to the New York Mets or for the Mets not to offer as much money. Uh, But Springer versus Ozuna, knowing what we know now. I'm going to go with Ozuna there, but it's it's a close call. Mm -hmm. I think once we get into... Well, I'll just... Uh, what do you think? Springer versus uh, Eloy Jimenez? Uh, Springer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think uh, I'll take Eloy in... I'll take Eloy in Roto. Even though he doesn't steal, I think the the batting average upside is higher. The power potential is, ups- uh, is better as well. But not going not gonna to steal many bases. I'll take Eloy over Springer in, in a Roto League, but I'll take Springer in a head-to-head points league. All right, so it seems like, uh, based on that little discussion, Springer is a little bit undervalued. Again, the ADP, according to Fantasy Pros, is 55.7. I have a feeling this is going to move up maybe, you know, a half a round to a full round, 6 to 12 picks, something like that. I think when it's all said and done, come March, we'll, we'll see Springer inside the first four rounds. I think that makes a lot of sense. Is it worth getting into the Blue Jays? The Blue Jays made another, you know, not as big of a splash as this, obviously, but a decent sized move earlier in the day. What am uh, I missing? Sign, oh, a, Kirby Yates. Terms with Kirby Yates. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An entire Blue Jays edition of the emergency pocket. You sure you don't want to do Jose Quintana to the Angels too while we're at it? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Kirby Yates signs with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. So let's just hit on that uh, real quick. He is coming off, I believe, elbow surgery. He's coming off mm-hmm. a surgery. Yep. Yeah, having so. a, having bone spurs removed from his elbow. He hardly pitched last year, and the little bit he did pitch was awful. The results were awful, but the velocity was where it was supposed to be. The swinging strikes were where they were supposed to be. I, I think you can attribute it just to him pitching through this discomfort and his delivery being a little off. And uh, Blue Jays are in a good position to to gamble on that. Uh, there was some talk that, you know, even though it seems obvious given the the personnel there in Toronto, it seems obvious that Yates would just step right into the bullpen role. Let's see, who did this come from? This came from Scott Mitchell of uh, Blue Jays analyst for TSN. He said uh, that the Blue Jays might be eyeing more of a Rays-style bullpen where, uh, you know, it just depends on how high leverage the situation is, who gets the call. Um, well, but he also opened the door to the possibility that Yates would probably get the majority of the saves if he proves healthy and effective. So I'm going to approach him until I hear stronger indication. Otherwise, I'm going to approach Yates as if he's the Blue Jays closer. I believe he is sixth in my relief pitcher rankings. Seventh. Seventh in my relief pitcher rankings. Uh, Jordan Romano would be probably the main guy to watch there. Otherwise, also... Uh, Rafael Dolis was getting saves down the stretch last year, but you know that that's only for deeper leagues. I think Kirby Yates is definitely the guy to draft in that bullpen. 
until we have strong indication to believe otherwise. Mm. So if anyone's doing early drafts, Kirby Yates could be had at a tremendous value. His ADP is 215.3 currently as the 28th relief pitcher off the board. Uh, that's according to Fantasy Pros. So Scott has him ranked inside his top seven, which means he is uh, expecting him to be the closer for the Blue Jays, but pay attention to that situation. Somebody to monitor throughout spring training. Jordan Romano was really, really good last year. He pitched to a 1.23 ERA, 0.89 whip, uh, right around 13 Ks per nine, 12.8 Ks per nine. Uh, the walk rate was solid as well. So Jordan Romano is the name to watch. Uh, hopefully they don't go the race style because that would just it would be very annoying for fantasy purposes. I don't, I don't, we don't like the raise when it comes to saves. Uh, all right. So that's Kirby Yates and George Springer heading over to the Toronto Blue Jays. And we're going to wrap there for Scott. I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching uh, in the morning. You will have Danny Vietti and will in your feed on the fantasy baseball today podcast. They have uh, Brandon Crawford and his wife, Jalen Crawford on the podcast. So you will hear that on Wednesday morning. We will be back. We'll be back on Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 